Welcome to the PT Legends Podcast, where co-hosts Dave Bess and myself, Scott Carpenter, share our journey in secrets of success. From our humble beginnings as personal training employees of a big box gym, to struggling studio owners that have made every mistake in the book, to where we are now, the owners of a multi-seven-figure business operating multiple personal training studios internationally, and now coach and mentor to fitness professionals in five countries and counting. This is our story, and these are our secrets. Subscribe to our podcast, learn, take action, and build your own fitness empire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the PT Legend Show. I am your host, Scott Carpenter, and with me is my co-host, as always, Big Dave Bass. And today's episode is a very special one. We've got an awesome special guest. We've got Bryce Henson on who you know as the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, before we get to the episode, this episode is of course brought to you by PT Legends, where we help you shatter the glass ceiling in your business by teaching you the exact steps on how to, at the very least, double your current monthly rates for new clients and charge your true value. What if every client paid two to three times more than they currently are? Would that change your business? How would that change your life? This is what we teach you how to do without any more work than you're already doing. If you are interested, go to ptlegends.com or book a call from the link in the show notes if you're ready to learn more. Now, back to the show. So welcome, Bryce. Oh, Scott, Dave, excited to be here. And by the way, what you just laid down in terms of your value add, I mean, that is the secret sauce. That's the name of the game. And when you're able to acquire a customer, increase the value, it not only benefits you, but also ultimately benefits them. So just fired up about that and excited to be on the show today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, so it's cool. We, we only talked for like a couple minutes before and I'm, I'm, it got me pretty jacked up because I wanted, I, I got a lot of questions I want to ask you. Um, but I wanted to wait till we're, we're rolling, yeah. of course. But um, first off, I'm going to say you're just really young to be to be CEO <laughs> of a giant company like like Fit Body Bootcamp. Thank you. Um, and how old are you? I'm just turned 39. So awesome, man. Yeah. awesome. I uh, I'm 39 myself, almost about to turn 40. You just look a lot better than I do. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. I do get, you know, sometimes I look a little bit younger than that, but uh, all good and par for the course. That's awesome, man. If I didn't lose the hair, it'd be a different story. I've always had that baby face, but you get what you get, you know? There you go. And the um, beard too, you know? And the, yeah. And now that I'm getting all the silver foxes, you know, the hair's got to migrate somewhere. So I don't have a choice here. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So, you know, you're filling some big shoes, right? Because everybody knows like, you know, Bedros, that was Fit Body Bootcamp was his baby and stuff like that. And you're filling some big shoes. And it's awesome that you're doing that at, at 39. You know, what was what was your journey from from where you're at now to being able to sit at that big table? Yeah, well, it's that's uh you're absolutely right. Big shoes to fill, but uh, certainly I'm fired up up for the task, and I've been mentored by B, uh, which we call him uh, instead of this formal name, Bedros, I guess. Uh, but for the better part of ten, uh, ten years, even more so. So you know, I've been able to kind of gain a strong relationship. Uh, which re really has equipped me both mentally, physically, you know, to be up for the challenge. Mm -hmm. um, I'll actually start, you know, kind of my transformation story because I think that's important, especially, you know, your audience are fitness professionals and we got in this business for a reason. And then after I go through that, of course, you can prod me along and again, kind of give you the full journey.
journey of how I became the CEO. But, you know, uh, it's interestingly uh, enough, uh, if I look back, I was definitely not an in-shape guy uh, growing up in the Midwest, amazing place, salt of the earth people, but not the fitness capital of the world where I grew up in the state of Michigan. Um, so, you know, I grew up fast food, Taco Bell specifically uh, is my main nutritional uh, protocol. Uh, so when I put myself through school, I graduated from Michigan State when I was 21. And I was about 20 pounds of body fat, overweight, very lean muscle on my uh, frame and uh, ended up getting an internship, which turned into a full-time job in Los Angeles, California. So the palm trees, the blue skies, the beaches, all the LA has Living to the dream at 21, baby. Uh -huh. That's it. But also LA is the plastic capital of the world. So I was 3000 mm -hmm. miles from home, super young, had very little professional skills to offer the world um, and uh, didn't have fitness in my life. So if I, if I take a look back, I really didn't have the ambition, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the vibration, if you will, uh, that really a healthy and fit lifestyle affords. And that's why I'm so passionate about it once I acquired that. And really the story goes after you know moving to LA, um, I got a sales job or an internship that turned into that. And and uh, for the first two years, I certainly had more dark days than good. And I was a low-performing sales rep. And that changed when my good buddy, Adam, uh, went to college with him, moved out to Southern California. We decided to live together. And something about Adam, um, he was not on the cover of Men's Health, but he could have been. He had the six-pack abs, the glistening muscles. Um, all the girls loved him. I certainly looked up to that. And uh, if you can believe, um, it took me probably a few months to finally muster up enough courage and say, Adam, can you show me about this little bit this about this fitness thing? And he's like, Bryce, dude, I never thought you, you'd ask. So uh, he actually made me commit to a 12-week program because he's like, dude, you've seen how many guys asked me to, you know, to go to the gym and how many stuck with it, like virtually zero. So I want your commitment not to waste your time and my time either. And I'm so glad he did that because in the weapon or in the world of influence, uh, Dr. Cialdini wrote a book um, and one of the six weapons of influence is commitment and consistency. When you get your clients to commit, the, the chances of them staying consistent on your program uh, definitely increases. Uh, but in any case... Uh, what Adam did for the better part of two years, but really hyper-focused for the first six months was he introduced me to lifting weights, to circuit training, to clean nutrition, but most importantly, coaching and accountability, because I would love to look you and Dave in the eye and say, you know what, I would have done this on my own, but I certainly can't do that. Um, so thankfully, I followed his guidance and uh, within six months, drastically transformed for my physique, dropped 20 pounds of body fat, put on 20 pounds of lean muscle. And certainly your viewers know that fitness does way more than just, you know, aesthetic change. It changed my life. I became, you know, from one of the least performing sales reps in the company, all the way to the highest performing sales rep of the company. My life was firing all cylinders, just started attracting awesome things. And um, I'll kind of finish the story in terms of, I guess, the idea or aha finally to get in the fitness industry. And it was actually a little bit later. It was about a year after kind of that first transformation. And uh, a guy walked up to me at the gym and he introduced himself and he's like, hey, man, I've been watching you. It's like, I'm curious how you lift that set or how do you eat? And literally a light bulb went on for me. And I was like, oh, shoot, like I can actually give this back to someone else. And mm -hmm. that was the light bulb that went off that really kind of led the journey uh, to become like a fitness professional, then becoming a fit body owner, and then ultimately the CEO, which I can certainly color in more details. But I want to start there. That's awesome. It's so freaking similar to, to, to my story. Midwest, same thing, right? I know the eating habits around there. I just, oh, yeah. you know, and nobody does anything. <laughs> And went to U of I, got a job in sales. And, uh, and then that's when I started getting into fitness. And I just drastically changed my life within, yeah, it takes a while, but relatively short period of time. Cause you probably, once you started seeing the results, it was addictive. And then you just, you were all in, right? 
Same thing. I always love to say uh, the famous words of Tony Robbins, progress equals motivation. So you got to show your clients just a little bit of progress. Once you do that, then they become more internally motivated. That's the same what happened to me. And it sounds like, Scott, the same thing that happened with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And same thing. It's just, I was just like kind of skinny fat, right? And I swapped out 20 pounds, 20 pounds of fat for 20 pounds of muscle. Boom. There you go. And then I did the same thing. I'm like, okay, well, the Midwest sucks. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to live here. I don't want to live here. And, and then I, you know, but, but fitness, I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing. And same thing at the gym. Then people would ask me about stuff. And I started coaching my brother who's seven years younger. And then he's, he's in high school at that time, early high school. And uh, he was getting all this confidence and everything, right? And becoming somebody else. And then I'm like, damn, this is awesome to give this because it's massively impactful for me, my confidence, everything. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm quitting my corporate job. I'm moving out to, I picked Scottsdale, Arizona. Not a bad trees, place. Yep. Second, my second choice. <laughs> and beautiful women. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, what else oh, yeah. are you going to do in your early 20s, right? And, and I, I got involved in fitness then. Same journey. Same journey. So that's really cool to hear. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Uh, kindred spirits for sure. Midwest, the West Coast, and yep. uh, on we go. So I guess to answer your first question, I'll kind of story tell a little bit where that journey picked off uh, or picked up and um, that, to kind of give you the insight and, and really how I uh, became the CEO of Fit Body. And mm-hmm. really after that experience, I got inspired. I did the most next logical thing I could possibly do is enroll myself in the National Academy of Sports Medicine, which actually is back in in uh, your backyard in Phoenix, which is the gold standard yep. of personal training. Went through that course. Uh, then I, I think I updated my Facebook profile, the certified personal trainer. And as we were just talking about this gentleman, I started receiving ads from this guy named Bedros Koulian, or B for short, uh, talking about how to launch a, a fitness business, how to grow a fitness mm-hmm. business, how to get your clients better results. So I certainly was intrigued and I followed on his list for a couple of years and, and I and I took a little um, other life experience. I decided to move myself to the South, uh, South America. I always wanted to live, learn, uh, live another co- culture and learn, live another country and, and learn another language. So I checked that box. And in early 2012, when I knew I was coming back to, to California, I started paying attention to, you know, these emails about this little thing called Fit Body Bootcamp that Bedros was talking about. Um, that was a licensee program, but in 2012 uh, was actually transforming it to a franchise system. And I did my diligence. I put an application and really did all the diligence I possibly could. I ca- talked to I think there was about 15 or 20 owners in the whole brand at the time. And uh, finally, in the summer of 2012, when I got back the week after I got back to LA, ended up was able to schedule a meeting with B himself, uh, which is very different back in the day. His availability was much more lenient. Now it's certainly not. And uh, ultimately, I knew, bam, within five, mi- five minutes of seeing the franchise, basically being at headquarters and then meeting B, this is exactly what I want to do. So what happened there is I signed my franchise agreement. Within three months, I opened my first gym in a little city called Yorba Linda, California, which is next to Disneyland. And over the five, next five years, I ended up scaling to a handful of locations. I brought my family on board. My wife uh, you know, ultimately is my partner. Uh, my sister ran a location. My mom does customer service till this day. My brother ended up opening a location. He's the director of coaching and profitability now for a whole brand. And so made it an awesome family affair mm. and uh, certainly had trials and tribulations. And, you know, that's just the reality of life. So I'm giving the highlight real friends and I'm certainly yep. you know happy to share any of the, the war stories, the lessons learned as well. 
Um, but in 2018, when our brand was really starting to hockey stick with growth, uh, B knew that he wanted someone who had institutional knowledge about the brand, who was an owner level, could see the business from a few different perspectives. And he made me the offer to be his vice president, which I accepted and jumped in and then started building more, even more infrastructure and uh, was able to kind of get through COVID, which was a wild ride. Uh, and really, even you know, even through that really big challenge, I've really gained so much traction and built so, out so much infrastructure. I mean, our owners these days are just, you know, on the tail end of COVID are just launching in the most successful way possible. So very excited and proud of the work we've done and where we're going as a brand. Uh, but in 2021, actually in Scottsdale, Arizona, which we had a world conference, B then passed the torch to me, awarded me uh, the CEO position, which is still surreal. This guy from the Midwest literally used to run out of money before he's run out of month. Taco Bell was a staple of his diet, was not a fitness guy, uh, then ended up you know, having this amazingly life transformation, You know, ended up getting the fitness business, became an owner, but was also the bookkeeper, the janitor. I mean, literally I've seen the whole business from the very top to the bottom. And sometimes I still pinch myself, but that's really the story of how, how it all came to be. Very cool. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool that you had the opportunity to kind of be there on the ground floor as this thing was becoming a franchise. It's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, said, you, said, you, you said you knew within the first five minutes of talking with B, like, what was that moment? Like in five minutes? Okay, I'm doing this. Like what popped? Well, I think it's interesting. I think I I did enough diligence already. Like he didn't give me any fact that I didn't already know. And I think that's really important from a sales and, and persuasion perspective. People buy who you are more than, you know, the context of what you can provide. And that's really important, especially, you know, in, in our business, which is the relationship business. So Dave, to your point, it wasn't like he showed me or gave me another piece of data point that I already researched. I just, it, it also, com also comes back not only to relationships with culture, because when I stepped into HQ and I felt the warmness and the vibrations and the, and the warmness of culture. And then just meeting B who's an incredibly strong relationship, you know, guy, that's really the, the key to me. And I think the takeaway for you, for your audience is you are in the relationship business. People will do business with, because of you, not necessarily the program that you offer. And if you can match them together, then shoot, you're off to, you know, something really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, and, and leadership is just one of the strongest things ever. Ever, 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 because nobody really wants to go on this journey completely alone. It's a Absolutely very, it's, it's it's a very lonely island to be on just by yourself. And uh, I think we all crave to work alongside and with people. And uh, a lot like in our industry, if you're not with a franchise, other than that, is very fragmented. It right? be, yeah. it's, it's important for these 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 entrepreneurs to find other people and connect with other people. It's just, totally. it just changes the game. And to your point, it's interesting. And we were talking a little bit offline because, you know, being a CEO of, a bit, of any business for that matter, you have to be able to acquire a lot of skills and business acumen in a wide variety of, uh, of subsects. And interestingly, you know, when I, I had my own transformation, just like you, Scott, and you were just fired up, is really fulfilled to be able to help some other people within the fitness space. I wish I could actually go back in time and kind of give myself, my younger self, a little bit, you know, of advice. And it would be, yes, you still need to be a strong fitness coach and really learn the nutrition and be, you know, have the strong mechanics to really train, you know, your clients to success. But actually the biggest limiting factor on your growth is your ability to lead. Uh, and leadership is just a skill. Um, it's an acquired skill, like learning a language mm -hmm. or uh, riding a bike uh, or learning how to talk or read or write. Um, so, you know, from that perspective, when you learn how to lead, you learn how to influence people and really, and, and I say this in a very positive way, but you learn how to leverage people for the good, of course, assuming your heart's in the right place, because you can let, let then leverage your team and your clients 
towards a common objection uh, objective, I should say, get everyone rolling in the same direction. And that's when massive growth happens. That's when business happens, uh, the fulfillment, both financial and uh, fulfillment. I agree. And and yeah, leadership is a lot of times thought of as an innate thing because some people are kind of almost natural born leaders, but that's you can learn that stuff and you can sharpen your skills. Like I am 10 times the leader I was 10 years ago. No oh, sure. doubt about it. And you need reps and you need experience and you, need, and you need some confidence that comes from that. And you can learn these things too. Um, I've seen a lot of people emerge as amazing leaders who they never thought themselves as a leader. Yeah, interesting you say that. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I think human nature, you know, we definitely have our innate abilities. And, uh, you know, for me, and we were talking traffic outline, leadership comes more naturally to me than other aspects or other disciplines at business. On the flip side, as an example, my identity is changing to become a marketer, but marketing uh, doesn't inherently come natural to me. But uh, to your point about your leadership journey over the last decade, my marketing prowess has like exponentially, you know, uh, gone through the roof just from learning the discipline, studying the discipline, talking to other marketers, talking to other CEOs, talking to other business owners. So again, I think the message for your audience is, you know, you need to be able to, to have some real dialogue with yourself, assess where you're at in your journey, like what you're naturally good at, what you're not, what's your strengths, what's your, what's your weaknesses. And certainly I think there's something to be said about shoring up weaknesses, but a lot of times actually from a leadership perspective, it's about doubling down on your strengths and then basically bringing people on board that can compensate for those weaknesses. And again, that's really how you build a really class A organization. Yep. Yep. Um, and so tell us like, what's, what's the, what's going on with, with fit body bootcamp? Like what is your vision for the company um, with where it's at now? Like things have changed a lot in the industry in, in 2022 now, right? Yeah. What's, what's your big vision for the business? Where are you taking it? Yeah, well, great question. I appreciate that. Um, you know, B, who interestingly enough, I kind of got a sidetracked. He kind of ran ran in and gave him the fist fist bump a second ago. So forgive me if I got distracted there. But uh, he built this bro- uh, business. He's an inherently incredible marketer, and really, you know, we scaled to a few hundred locations really quickly within the first mm-hmm. handful of years. Uh, but very candid, and he'll be the first one to tell you, he wasn't an operations guy. So the infrastructure mm-hmm. compared to where we were, compared to where we are today, is completely different. And I wouldn't consider myself an operations infrastructure guy either. However, um, B had the vision to bring someone who had institutional knowledge of fit body. And I had that. I've been an owner since you know end of 2012. So I see the business. I touch it. I'm a client. Uh, I'm also a coach. I'm an owner. I'm a multi-location owner. Uh, you know, I'm the, the CEO of the brand. So I see the business in a lot of different ways. And I think that helped me assemble a really strong team to continue to, to move the mission forward and, and lay down really strong infrastructure, even despite COVID. And let's face it, COVID was not kind uh, to many brick and mortar industries, including fitness and restaurants and food service, et cetera. Um, and certainly we had some contraction, just like major many other major brands did as well. Uh, but I can tell you, and actually I gave a keynote um, in Arizona, ironically enough, at our world conference, which we had for the second year, because you're, you know, Scottsdale is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the title of that was what gets cut down grows back stronger with the proper intentionality and leadership. And uh, what we've seen on the tail end of COVID has actually been incredible. And just even the last six short months, we've already awarded nearly 50 new locations to our brand in 2022. Just to give you some perspective, and granted COVID happened, the lockdowns happened in Q1 of 2020. Uh, we awarded six locations that whole year. We've literally, um, you know, five X that just in 2022. And I think there's a lot, there's many things to do with it. Number one, 
our society, hopefully at least, but the data is showing it is being a little bit more, you know, health conscious as, you know, COVID was a real thing and obviously affect a lot of people, but also have we seen just being very candid and direct, 80% of the severe COVID cases that were hospitalization cases, or even, you know, unfortunately death were people who are statistically obese and obese. Obesity is a major issue of our country right now. Nearly 50% of our population is. So I think, and I hope um, as we continue to move forward, it was a big wake up call for a society. So I think, you know, that combined with the infrastructure, the brand and just, you know, our you know prowess, the fact that we've been in this game for over a decade, we have the um, blueprint, we have the, the model. Um, so we have a few uh, hundred locations right now. And the vision of the next few years um, is really to, to 5X that uh, and really to get to a place where, you know, we're a household name in, in a wide variety of areas, but to get to a true household name, like a Subway, like a McDonald's, no pun intended, considering they're in the complete opposite industry. And in fact, I actually consider them my biggest comp- competition, not the gym next door, or not the other big franchise. It's really the you know the fast food industry that's really statistically poisoning our our, our society. Yeah, well that's that's great. We all we all had our setbacks with COVID. The whole industry just got rocked. That's for sure. And the cool thing is, is like the you know it's an opportunity. Anytime there's volatility, I see there's a lot of opportunity. And you know same thing with you know Dave and I own in our area we own six gyms right and um we pivoted and that that's what helped us really, really change the game. Um, Can you walk me through a few points? And I certainly will be happy to showcase our, I guess, uh, arsenal of, of pivots as well, but I'm curious how you, how you guys handled it. And I think there's probably a lot of gold there. Yeah. Good question. So I think what kind of started it was the fact that, and Dave was looking into it before about starting like the, Hey, how do we do online coaching on top of this? Cause then you're, then you can expand beyond a geographic location. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the urgency on that tripled when we got shut down because in the early days, we had no idea when we could reopen, right? Yeah. And so we spent a lot of money with different, a lot, a lot of money with all these different online coaches to try and piece it together. And, and at the end of the day, you know, um, we started opening back up here, learning what we had learned, trying a few things out. Then there's this also this, this coaching accountability habit-based system to transform people's transform people's lives that I had simultaneously been developing that was working so much better than anything I tried over the last 12 years, which was a lot. And we kind of merged some of these sales techniques for higher end high ticket programs with this coaching program. And then we're like, how is it that these online coaches are charging three to eight thousand dollars virtually? Mm-hmm. And here in the brick and mortar business, we're charging peanuts for what we do. It doesn't even make any sense. When we bring so much more value, you know, in-person training, a community, everything. So what we did is we took what we learned from these different people, combined it with my coaching program, created a Frankenstein baby, and we launched it at the one location that Dave was running in Glendale, Arizona, and just crushed it in the first four weeks in mid-August to mid-September of 2020, Dave sold over $4,000 or sorry, $4,000, $40,000 in new business. And these are only nine-week programs. So they're short-term programs, not like they're, they're year-long memberships or something. Right, like that. right. And the people saw just some, some amazing results with it as well. And it just changed the game. And so we successfully duplicated that with all of our locations. Um, and the cool thing is, is 
you know, then, then other gym owners asked us like, Hey, can you share what the hell you're doing? And then we said, sure. And then we, we, they're like, can you help us do this in our business model? Which a lot of them were initially were CrossFit. Some were PT based, hmm. right. And some were group based, but we helped modify it for the group based locations as well. And they all just crushed it. I mean, huge. And the cool thing is, is because you're having an amazing, genuine conversation about the real reason why they're here. Not that the, you know, the canned answer they give you when they show up, mm-hmm. right? You know how they mm-hmm. do it. Oh, I'd like to, you know, I, I, I'd, yeah, I'd like to maybe lose a little bit of weight, but mainly I just want to be healthier. Totally. Like, you know, let's go <laughs> yeah. to the, let's go into these demons that, you know, you've been struggling for the last 17 years. All right. You got, you got to love human nature. And I teach this yeah. to our franchisees all the time. There's only two people, two types of people that will actually shoot you straight. Um, it's little kids and old people. They will tell you exactly <laughs> what they're thinking. Everyone else, man, my, ourselves yeah. included. It's like you give the surface level answer. We have these masks on these guards. So to your point, and I'm just acknowledging what you said for being in the game for over 10 years now, that is the cookie cutter, cookie answer. Anyone mm-hmm. off the street will yep. tell you. And when you ask them about their nutrition, and bless their hearts, right? This is not, you know, uh, dig on anyone. This is not dig on humanity. But, you know, someone who's 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight, you ask them about their nutrition, they're going to say, oh, it's pretty good. You know, I have, I, have some, I have some salads. Yeah. So it pretty good. And what, what do you really say? Oh, I don't snack much, you know, just, I mean, occasionally, but not much. You're like, bull shit. Let, let's right? uncover this a little bit, you know? Yeah. Unpack this box. Yeah. So you got to dig. You have to dig with everything to get the get to the real problem. We, we got to address that real problem, that bleeding neck issue. They're coming in. They want a Band-Aid. Yep. All they know how to ask, you know this, is what's the price? What's the price? That's the only thing they want to know. They don't know the difference between good service, bad service, what they need, anything. They're not willing to acknowledge anything. Just what's the price? And then maybe like what time are your classes? Yep. That's it. So, you know, we learned how to really how to bypass that, get to the juicy stuff, really bring bring out your inner Tony Robbins to reference him again. Yeah. Bring out your inner Tony Robbins, because if you give those bullshit answers to Tony Robbins, mm. he's not going to let you slide on that. No, Are you kidding me. You know, so it's how do you do that? And then really what we do is we kind of bolt on a mentorship because that's what they need. Right. You can come in and work out three times a week. But what about the other 165 hours in the week? Right. That's what this program is about. And so we started selling that and just it wildly changed our businesses. And then we taught now dozens and dozens and dozens of other gym owners how to work this into their models. And it's cool because we've even worked with some franchises who can't sometimes they can't change on the back end or on the front end. They can't offer this because they have their thing, but they can do it on the back end. Mm. You know, they have Mm. a few hundred members, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600 members that need more than the workouts. Mm-hmm. They need more than the workouts. So they're able to, we, we teach them how to have conversations with that member base and then how to offer them a transformational program for the people who need more than workouts. And then you see people, even, even ones that are only charging $99 a month, all of a sudden they can bring in $20,000, $30,000 in a month and have amazing stories, amazing testimonials and just completely change their business. So that's, that's like the pivot, but it all started it all started with COVID, mm-hmm. right? COVID and that, that fear and that disruption, there was opportunity there. There's opportunities to get better, to grow, to think outside the box. I mean, when you're hungry, you know, the risk of, of starvation or not making it, mm-hmm. that can, that, that'll really drive some effort that might not be there otherwise. 
Yeah, that's a right. great motivator. And, you know, it can be used for the good or bad. I mean, you've, we saw through COVID fear. I mean, to your, your, your words, Scott, like that's just prevalent. I mean, the media just fear mongers, like literally every single waking second and put a lot of fear in society. But to your point, for a hard charging driven um, called entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, that sees opportunity and that has that fear and that lighter, that, that, you know, that fire that needs to be lit. It actually can be a very, very, you know, positive things, and you know, certainly, I don't think any of the, any one of us would wish COVID again. We certainly it was it was a nightmare to go through, but there's a lot of learning lessons, and there's a lot of good yeah. pivots. And I can look back at our system, just like yours, and say we actually had a lot of innovation and growth uh, from it, and now we're really going to tap in. And I look at it like this, you know, we we look back at the Great Recession, and we were probably in our early mid twenties at that time, mm-hmm. um, like you know, probably my first career, that sales job that I was telling you about. And, uh, you know, the bottom fell out. But if you look at like the real estate industry as an example, you know, everyone in their mom before the, the Great Recession was like, you know, real estate agent or in the mortgage business because it was just artificially being dro- driven up. But then once that crash happened, you know, so many people got out, but not all. And the real estate agents, the people who were dedicated to the craft that were like committed yes. to it, the back end of that, the last decade, holy smokes, that ride was just incredible. And I, and I know that we're just on the start of this right now for the fitness industry, even though we're still, we're going through recession and all that. But I, I genuinely know in my bones as we're seeing the data right here, the next five, 10 years is going to be incredible. I totally agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. And as long as you can weather that storm, right, you're going to come out stronger. And, and thankfully as a business owner, I've been through so much hell before earlier, a few years earlier with having multiple locations and having everything go wrong at once that when COVID hit, like, the hardships that I went through when COVID hit, it was scary. It was this and that, but I'm like, you know what? I got this shit. I've been through worse. Yep. And, and those, the, the looking back in almost every area of my life, when I experienced something incredibly difficult or hard, or what seemed to be hell going through it, given enough time and moving forward in the right direction with your career, personal development, everything, looking back, the worst things that ever happened to me ended up being the best things that ever happened to me. Absolutely. Amen. And I'm not sure if you're a follower of Stoic philosophy or a guy named Ryan Holiday, but holy smokes. Back there's the weeks of my life. That's my uh, (laughs) huge into that stuff. Absolutely. There you go. That's my philosophy. And and for the audience who hasn't, you know, heard of Stoicism, I mean, there's a, there's many ways you can, you know, unpeel this, but um, Marcus Aurelius, who was the uh, emperor of Rome 2000 years ago in his famous words, um, the impediment to action advances action what stands in the way becomes the way. And really what he means by that is, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger with the right men, uh, fortitude and, mm-hmm. and intentionality and challenges actually make you better. And I use this analogy a lot um, about a brush fire, right? And let's face it, like throughout, you know, as a business owner or just a family person, just a person, human being on this planet, we're constantly bombarded with challenges and obstacles and adversity. That's just like a sign of being alive. Um, and when you look at the analogy of a fire, as an example, you know, when you start a, start a little fire and all of a sudden you add brush to it and wood and debris, the fire doesn't cry and say, oh my goodness, this, this debris, this brush, all these adversities, all these obstacles, like poor me. No, the fire says, you know what? I'm actually going to make this fuel to become bigger. I'm going to become bigger and brighter and stronger. And ultimately for me, that is the viewpoint of stoicism. So to your point about Mm -hmm. just going through challenges and adversity, if you give it enough time and actually take positive action, if your headspace is the right way, it can, not only can, but it should be uh, your biggest advantage as you move forward. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, the, that's, that's like Ryan Holiday's book. The obstacle is the way, right? The obstacle looks like it's preventing you, but that is the way that is what gets you to where you eventually are. Totally. The, and, uh, in other words, the detour is the path. Yep. That, that book, the obstacle is the way when I went through the worst of times, not only did I read it, but I would listen to it over and over when uh, on audible, like when I was, when I was working out and it saved me in the worst of times. Totally. And for if anybody's listening out there that you're, this is one of those times for you, that is a great book to read. I highly suggest you read it. It's really going to help you. Incredible. The second book that I, I, that I did the same thing on repeat, probably for the March and April of 2020, mm-hmm. um, was the book Relentless by Tim Grover, which it's not a stoic, like a, a, a specific book on stoic philosophy, how a lot of the concepts are really grounded yeah. in stoicism. Uh, yeah. So Relentless by Tim Grover and Tim Grover uh, was the personal trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Dwayne Wade, and a list of other incredible athletes. So uh, go pick up a copy. That one I have not read, so I'm, I'm, I'll put that next to my list. Ooh. Um, I mean, but, it's this, it's similar in the sense of like the value provided my life, the obstacles away. So mm-hmm. I know both of you guys are going to love it. That's great. That's perfect. Beautiful. I love it. So uh, yeah, back to like kind of what you guys pivoted stuff. What are some of the the changes that you ended up making with with Fit Body Bootcamp with with COVID? And like, what are some of the diamonds that came out of that? Yeah, well, I think I mean we we pivoted to remote. We actually did it very very quickly, way mm-hmm. faster than franchises you know that we are competing with was actually separated us. In fact, we got feedback. Some other pretty significant franchises were following the Fit Body boot, uh, Bootcamp playbook. Mm-hmm. Just how fast we pivoted. I mean, you're talking within 24 hours. So we launched an online coaching program. To your point, we actually just launched a high ticket. Uh, program as well uh, nice. last year, which we've basically refined and uh, just launched to our brand in May of this past year. Uh, to your point, that combined like the mental, the leadership, the personal development, in addition to the fitness coaching and nutrition coaching as well, with a guaranteed Great. result, absolutely game changing. That was more in the back end of COVID than actually going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say for us, um, in in a, in a couple of the learning lessons, was and I was and still am um, surrounded by an incredible team of leaders. When we went through it, and I think March 16th was the day that we got you know notification that the mayor um, Eric Garcia, I believe his name is, of Los Angeles was shutting down LA, and then you know gyms in New York and Michigan uh, were being shut down, and it felt like you know for a franchise or system with hundreds of gyms in multiple states, I mean the complexity of that is incredible. Yeah. I, I, we didn't know this at the time, and it certainly had no visibility in terms of like key governors in the in the U.S. But of, of course, we all learn those. And of course, for me and my leadership team, hyper-focused because a governor's decision could have a massive impact on our business, depending on you know what day of the week it was and what they were feeling at the time. Um, so that was a really big eye-opening learning lesson. But really, my point is we handled the situation with that stoic mindset. And I was, you know, with at the time, and many of the leadership uh, team have shifted, especially as Bedros has stepped out, but very cool, calm, and collected. We had already been through a lot of adversity as a team together. So this was just one more kind of step in that path. Uh, so interestingly enough, there was at times in the boardrooms on March 16th and the months afterwards that we were kind of laughing in light spirits. Now, of course, we felt the gravity of the situation. If I'm being candid, probably a little bit was nervous energy, but what I 
can tell you, we did not freak out. We did not throw our hands up in the air and say, the sky is falling. We took a cool, calm and collected look. And I think the message there is whenever you're in a tough situation and when you're in adversity ridden situation, it's always better to take back, take a step back, gain some more perspective, take a deep breath. And when you do that, your leadership skills exponentially improve, you have proper perspective and you can tackle any uh, challenge in front of you way more intellectually versus emotionally. And I think that was a huge learning lesson. The second one, and really is an ally of, of leadership is communication. We ramped up our communication every single day. Not only do we switch our model, we, we basically um, enlisted uh, one of our most successful owners in Sioux Falls, South Dakota to start streaming live and basically doing live workouts. We enlisted another owner, our most successful franchise uh, franchisor in Michigan to do pre-recorded workouts. So we started producing assets across the board and be able to solve that you know uh, issue for our owners. In addition to teaching them how to uh, pivot their own programs Virtually. So there's a lot of activity happening and we stepped up in a major way to provide that support. But the other thing that we did really well, aside from providing that tactical training, was just increase communication. Because let's face it, human nature, if we don't hear communication coming, we just fabricate stories in our mind. So the opposite is also true and really is a sign of good leadership to not only communicate, but over communicate. So what we did is on two different times throughout the day, we would go live, actually, forgive me, we would go live. Our Bedros at the time was our CEO. Uh, now I go live on Wednesdays, which actually was an innovation through COVID. But we would go live, uh, used to on one day a week, but we increased that to every single day at noon. Our franchisees would hear directly from Bedros, who was our CEO at the time, to really open up those communication channels. In addition to that, we have one weekly leadership meeting, which we actually increased to two, not only a week, but a day. We'd start meeting at eight o'clock and then four o'clock every single day as a leadership team. Because if you remember, so many things were happening during that time. We had to keep our finger on the pulse. We had to make sure that we were executing and really pivoting and adjusting. And then and, and not only taking action, but also communicating that. So communication was actually key. And without that, uh, I don't think you know the, the, the playing field would have been much different. So that's the two big takeaways I want your audience to listen to is you got to stay resilient. You got to stay cool, calm, mm -hmm. and collected under pressure because that's going to really activate your mind instead of your emotion. And then secondly, as a leader of a business, you need to be able to not only communicate, but over communicate. And that certainly worked ex exponentially for us. Yeah. And that, that's great leadership because man, that's, that was a scary time. If you are just left to what's inside of your own head, that's the results are not good. I totally. mean, it's not good. And so the fact that you're communicating multiple times a day where you can talk to somebody and this and that, that's, that's, that's absolutely crucial during something it like that. Totally. And think about it, you know, Scott and Dave, if I would just send you a text message as an example, Hey guys, we, I need to talk. Like what's your first reaction of that? It's like, Oh shit, what's going on. That's just human nature. We just manufacture mm -hmm. stories in our mind. So better way to handle it is that, Hey guys, excited to talk. I want to go through this, this, and that. Can we talk tomorrow at five o'clock? And again, that's just one little example, but for your audience, especially if you're gym owners or, you know, have a brick and mortar, or, you know, you have, you know, uh, virtual clients, you need to be able to communicate because if you are short-sighted on that and you, if you lack communication, your clients are going to manufacture things in your head. And typically the stories they create in your head yep. are not going to be uh, congruent and uh, with your mission and positive. So just want to really put a, put a hammer on that reinforcement. Awesome. Great tip. Great tip. Easy way to improve your leadership. No doubt about it. Um, and yeah, so like how has, how's marketing changed for you over the years? Uh, it's, I mean, it's not 2015, 16 anymore, right? Then it was just like, you can launch anything out there and piles of money would come in. Um, <laughs> ours has definitely changed. 
Um, you know, what's the strategy with uh, Fit Body Bootcamp? What's changed? What's changing? How are you adapting to it? Well, I think the biggest one is content creation. I mean, we're sitting here on an awesome podcast, PT Legends. You guys are just, you know, top notch and, you know, being able to, you know, tap into other very, you know, strong thought leaders and business minds. I mean, this is the essence of podcasting and it's the essence of creating content really that connects with your audience. So we've had to exponentially double and triple and quadruple even our content game. We've had it, we added more videographers to the mix. So just from some foundational, you know, marketing principles, that that's probably been the biggest pivot we've seen. We launched uh, initially called the fit, uh, Fitness Franchise Podcast, which we're rebranding. By the time this actually hits, the, the podcast is going to be called, when I say hits, meaning uh, released, mm-hmm. the podcast will be uh, called Fitness CEO Podcast. So we launched that. Uh, we're actually launching uh, a new self-development podcast to basically uh, connect and it really help lighten the load for our owners to be able to provide, you know, personal development and mindset coaching. I mean, it's the things that you were talking about in the other, we call it, uh, we do 30 minute sessions, um, throw my hands all over the place. We do 30 minute sessions at fit body, which is 2% of your day. So we talk about, you know, what is the other 90% of your day? Uh, so we're, you know, launching that to really kind of add more value to our franchisees and really add more value to our global clientele. Uh, so that's, you know, a secondary aspect that we've really beefed up from a marketing perspective. And um, the, the, the other aspect, which we touched upon a little bit, uh, we've actually, you know, pivoted and in the process of actually pivoting our entire brand to our high ticket offer called the ultimate transformation program, which is a 12 week program, guaranteed results. We really like reverse engineered. How is a client, you know, on a premium high ticket offer going to get the best result? We, we, instead of, of basically looking at it from like, let's just get people to come to our door and then we'll, you know, give them the, the, the wow factor, which we still have a referral funnel that way, um, which, which works. But from a cold traffic perspective, going back to marketing, Really, what worked in 2015 is not working today. So we reverse engineered an incredible client experience, an incredible transformation, and then on the back end, figured out how to market and package that as our ultimate transformation program with a with an ironclad guarantee. Uh, so those are a few things that we've done. You know, not only through COVID, but also just through you know the 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 time that has elapsed over the last few years to really to make sure that we're staying on the cutting edge to really market our brand and really the call to action and again a takeaway I want to slam home to your audience is you know more. More than a fitness coach, more than a the fitness business expert, you are a marketer that fitness and your gym is the product that you market. And if you have that mindset switch, Bedros ta- taught me that maybe five years ago, and it was foundationally changed uh, change the way I viewed uh, myself and also uh, my, my business acumen and entrepreneurship in general. Yeah. And that's going to hit people differently depending on where you're at in your stage. It takes a long time to wrap your head around that. It's a simple concept. It's a very simple concept. You're like, well, duh. But you don't really grasp it until you have some years in business. Like it just, and you could listen to this podcast and listen to what you just said now and listen to it again in three or four years. It's going to hit you differently. And you're going to realize how simple, but the gravity of that statement. And I think a lot of business owners shy away from the marketing aspect because it's complicated. We don't feel we're very good. Mm-hmm. And it is a constant thing. So, you know, we have, we, we help people with their organic marketing as well, which does work, but it just doesn't pay off now. I mean, you can, but it's, it's something that you have to do over and over and over and it compounds and nobody really does enough of it to realize, to reap the benefit of it. So a lot of times people just don't believe in it, but it's literally everything and everywhere. The opportunities are right in front of you. We just don't see it. And you have to, you can't take that job lightly. 
Oh, can't take it lightly. I mean, what you just said was so gold. It speaks to me so hard because I've been there, you know, at certain times. B told me that about the marketing thing years ago. It took a few years to finally sink in. Yeah. He also mentioned this to me years ago about leadership. And I think he probably talked about leadership from the very beginning. But finally, like one day, like after five years of running my business, and when I realized when I would set the directive and you know push forward on this initiative, this marketing plan, and my team was not fired up to execute, really, I was just like frustrated and like scratching my head. And really the foundational principle of leadership. And that that moment I was like, oh, He's been talking about leadership for all this time. I finally get it. So what you just said, Scott, was literally worth its weight in gold. And so much so, I guess another takeaway for your audience is, you know, it's important not only to listen to a podcast that you really connect with or read an awesome book, like the two books that we just you know mentioned, Dalp Schools the Way and Relentless, but it's it's one thing. But you actually, if you want to get the full value, you need to read them, you need to reread them and you reread them again, because that's actually where you really digest the, con- the, the content. And also to your point as well, you know, time under tension and the experience will also open up different vis- uh, different aspects of your life and your mindset to really, really be able to receive that information and take action on the information, depending on where you're at in your life journey. Absolutely. And what you just said, reading the same book over and over again is so important. I've literally only heard one other person say that other than me. And it is so important the best books, like, you know, some people will be like, oh yeah, I read three books a month and blah, blah, blah. That's great. Okay. But man, those really big life-changing books, you got to read them over and over and over and over again, because you're going to understand it on a deeper level every, every single time. And even if you read the same book three years later, you're going to get something else. You're going to be a different person in three years. It's because that because what you've gone through today versus like Mm -hmm. the experience that you're going to go through, um, is going to be very different. So, you know, to your point, Scott, if if I'm listening to this podcast ten years ago, talking about you know leadership is an incredibly important foundation, way more than the fitness coaching or the nutrition coaching, or yeah. the fact of you got to be a marketer more than you know a fitness coach. Yeah, you're going to like that makes sense. But then when you actually go through it and then you go through the challenges and adversity and then you hear that message again, it means something so different. You know, uh, fast forward, you know, in that time. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do is reread a book that I last read like three years ago. And then it just, it can blow my mind. I'm like, that's so profound. <laughs> and and like, I just glossed over it three years ago, right? Oh man. Kindred spirits, dude. On the same page. Could not agree with you guys more. It's awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah. So, so real quick too, like, tell me about this transformational stuff. Do you offer it to people that are, do you just exclusively do it online? Or is just it's the service of it based online, or do you offer it to your people that are coming into your gyms? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ultimate transformation program you're referring yeah. to, which mm-hmm. I articulated. Mm-hmm. So primarily, what we've learned, and we created it, um, and I'm not going to say last year because depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but we created the program. Our director of mar- marketing actually spun up the program in 2021, and actually, my camera's a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. There we go. That's what I do too. I just put my hand in front and refocuses. <laughs> there you go. It's a little blurry there, but um, he created it. And then ultimately we refined it as uh, our coaching and profitability team, which are a list of our six most successful uh, fit body owners that also do coaching for the rest of our brand, which was another innovation actually right before COVID. Um, 
Uh, but this all say all, all to say we've really now perfected that program and we launched it to our brand in early in May of 2021. So, you know, from a franchising perspective, it takes time and you know, because of all of our franchise sites and the hundreds of locations we have to really um gain traction across the board on any initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all said, uh, we're, we're you know, even though the program is launched and many owners are having a lot of success, it's probably not going to be until you know the end of 2022, but really probably mid-2023 before all of our locations are really really cranking away at it. So that all said, um, it what we've learned is an incredible way from a cold traffic perspective, you know, for our audience or our our prospects who, you know, are, you know, in that location area, they haven't heard of Fit Body or maybe they have, but you know, they're on a fitness program. When they see the ultimate transformation program, it's a very sticky from a marketing perspective, um, a sticky program to get their them to put their hand in there and say, yes, I want to try it. It comes with a, a hard promise, a guarantee, a structured program. So that's actually the primary audience we offer it to. We still do offer it to our referrals that are coming through because we have that's another line of marketing because we have our ultimate transformation program, which is focused at social media, paid traffic and cold okay. traffic at that. And cold traffic, and you know, just to kind of color in this for your audience, cold traffic versus warm or hot traffic. Cold traffic has no idea who you are. So it'd be kind of like you walking up to someone at the bar and like, hey, my name's Bryce and they have no idea who you are. That's cold traffic. That's a cold introduction versus way similar or way different than if we're at the bar and all of a sudden like, hey, Dave and Scott, meet my friend Mark. Hey, Mark, uh, say hi to the guys. That's a warm traffic introduction. Already Mark has like a lot of uh, no like and trust factor built in because he knows me and he's thinking, okay, well, you know, Scott and Dave, you guys are awesome guys. So that's a warm introduction. So that's the difference between cold and I guess warm traffic, you know, in the terms of marketing, but this all to say, you know, going back to the point, we still have a very warm traffic referral system, which is called the Refer and Earn program, where our clients are basically incentivized to refer people in. But because the framing and the context is a little bit different, uh, typically we get them on our you know normal membership first, and then a few times a year we introduce the Ultimate Transformation program to our current clients. So. We ultimately still do offer, and this is a very roundabout way of, of really giving you an answer. We offer it to all of our clients, but depending on where they're in the stage of the journey, they get offered that program at different times. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah, that is great. It's great. Um, and, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we've taught other franchise owners who don't have, who aren't, who don't have that option, how to do it too. And it works great on the back end like that. Yeah. Works and, and also really good. it works really well. And also too, the reason that from a, a warm traffic perspective is our clients are not marketers. They're not basically, you know, in, in, in charge of like creating landing pages and all that. They're mm-hmm. just going, Hey, um, my friend, uh, this gym's awesome. They like a great workouts, great experience. So that's the extent of the communication they know prior. So that's the reason that why it takes a, a step ladder approach than to really reintroduce or introduce that ultimate transformation program for referral, just because the pre-framing is a little bit different. So just to really reinforce that point. Excellent. I think it's fantastic that you do that. Um, cause that's, that's what we realized it's like, Hey, changing people's lives is really difficult and they need more than workouts. They do. Oh yeah. They do. 90, 9% of them need more than the workouts and it's, it's the other 165 hours in the week. So I'm glad to see fit body bootcamp doing that. It, it's that's important. I mean, that's, if you want to fight McDonald's, like you guys like want to do, that's, that's how you it. do it, man. That's how you do it. You got to affect them outside of your four walls. That's really cool to see you guys adopt that. Well, I appreciate that. hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And again, our tagline is, our clients are with us 2% of the day. It's really what happens 98% of the day that really counts. And so again, kindred spirits, we're, we're aligned. That's great, man. That's great. 
Um, you know, I, I did have a question too, but we kind of hit some of it. I was just going to ask, you know, like what programs, books, or people have the greatest influence in your career? Obviously, Bedros is going to be a big one. And you've mentioned, um, you've mentioned like Stoic philosophy is, is a massive influence. Um, yeah. Anything else that you would add, add to that? In terms of the content, I would say a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, which is foundational. It's actually required curriculum for all of our coaches going in. So I've given some really great uh, book uh, book recommendations so far. But I actually just think taking a step back, um, what's really, really shaped my life, um, not only from a mindset perspective, which Stoic philosophy probably has had the biggest uh, effect aside from mentorship from B and a few other you know, really longstanding leaders, but really studying the subject of influence. Um, and really influence is just so incredibly important in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, if you can't influence someone, if you can't persuade someone, if you can't connect with someone from a human perspective, you're not going to do well in our industry. You're just not. You're not going to be the best fitness coach. You're not going to be the fe- best fitness owner. So you really need to understand people and really it, this it influences the study of human nature and then be able to you know cater to that. And there's a few really big high impact skills that can come from the, the level of influence and the study of influence. Um, one is leadership, which really leadership, you're leveraging people, your team and your clients towards a common mission, a very good cause. Um, so that would be one you know, student uh, subject of study that's really had a profound influence in my life. Um, the study of sales, being able to get to, to inspire someone to take action um, is also an incredible skill set within the, the realm of influence. And especially if you're selling high ticket offers, that has a lot more leverage in that. Um, being able to write copy as an example, which is really salesmanship in print, um, the study of that. And that's that's something that doesn't come in naturally to me uh, compared to a leadership or a, sale, a salesmanship in terms of just inter, interpersonal communication. But that's incredible skill. And, and uh, I've been a student of it. That's really helped me it's as different. a leader. It's different than sales, isn't it? Like it's a little, you got to learn some technicalities on that one. Totally. But you know, when you do, you're able to leverage, you know, your written word to influence people mm-hmm. and do it in a very, uh, I guess, um, velocity rich environment, meaning you can send one email, but if that reaches thousands of people on your list, there's a lot of leverage in that. And that there's a lot of influence in that. And yep. the last is really doing what we're doing right now is being, being able to present and speak, whether it's on a zoom, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's one-to-one, whether it's in a boardroom, whether it's, you know, in front of hundreds of people at our world conference as an example. So I guess to kind of put a bow on on this, the study of influence in general has had a massive impact on my life. And it's something that I'm actually, you know, I believe that I'll continue to study and be a mm-hmm. student of um, to my last day on earth. So, you know, if I can offer any piece of advice uh, for a fitness business owner, for a business owner, for a fitness coach, a health coach, someone who just wants to have an impact, study influence. Uh, and that's the key to your success. I think you hit the nail on the head. That's the meta skill behind it, behind sales, behind marketing, behind leadership of all of those three things, which translate to every area of your life, not just business. It just does. It's everything. And influences is yes, that's kind of the meta skill. And there's there's the art of it. And then there's also learning the science behind it, which what did I just read? The the, the book called Influence by its Robert Cialdini. And yes. at the very yes. beginning, the six weapons of influence, he called it. Com- commitment yeah. and consistency, reciprocity. I mean, the list goes on and you learn those skills. And really, actually, when you put a bow on it, it's the study of human nature. If you yes. can understand how humans yes. work, that's how you can understand influence. Yep. And guys, some of it is, you might think you innately know this. 
I'll tell you what, like some stuff is a little bit counterintuitive when you start reading that. You're like, oh yeah, I guess that is the, you know, it's so studying influence as a science as well as an art is really important. And Bryce, I am 100% with you. Um, I know you haven't met Dave before, but Dave, he's also from the Midwest. We're all like Midwest now meatheads. Nice. Um, and Dave, Dave, where are you from specifically? Southeast Missouri. Grew up, grew up in a little small farm town of like 4,000 people. So nice. And yep. he, I call him the Kool-Aid man. So in what way? He, yeah. Cause he, he, you know how like the, the Kool-Aid man just breaks through a brick wall goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Pumps you up, right? <laughs> like, he is like the Kool-Aid man. You get a, anybody gets on a call with this guy, any fitness owner, this, that, the other, he, Dave will make you feel like you can run through a brick wall after you get off the phone with him. And it could be a five minute phone call or an hour long sales presentation. You, you feel like you can run through brick walls as you get off the, after a call with Dave. Dude, that's epic. <laughs> it is, it's the Kool-Aid man. I love that. The Kool-Aid man. He's got unmatched energy and just like that, that is, it's just like osmosis that he, he can go through a screen and get to somebody so that he is literally the best in the world at that, that I've ever seen unmatched. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So, um, but anyways, um, Bryce, this was awesome. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, there were some, a lot of gold nuggets on here and, and yeah, like we talked about during this episode, guys, this is one that I would bookmark. This episode is one that I would bookmark and come to again, like listen to it twice and then in six months and then a year and just see how you soak up some of these amazing things that are just, we said, and they were simple and you're just like, yeah, huh? Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Vague stuff. Okay. Whatever. But they're really actually, there's a lot more depth to this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Bryce has an amazing story. He's incredibly accomplished. So I really hope you do listen to this one again. Um, Bryce, you know, where can people find you or where, where can people get more information on, uh, you know, Fit Body Bootcamp as, as a potential uh, franchise and where, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, you can go to our website, fitbodybootcamp.com. That's fitbodybootcamp.com. That's more of a consumer site, although we're doing a big brand development push. So July of 2023, uh, the site is going to even be more attractive and have a little bit more, I guess, ownership facing um, information on that. And then um, I would love to continue to serve you and your audience moving forward. You can find my social media handles, um, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, at real. Bryce Henson, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. So that's where you can find me. <laughs> Great. I love it. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and watching uh, the PT Legend Show. If you got something from this, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star review and check out our free resources in the show notes so we can help you crush your goals and build your dream business. We will see you next week on the PT Legends podcast. Dave and myself, Scott, would love to thank you for tuning in and listening to the PT Legends podcast. You can get direct access to us by joining our free Facebook group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash seven-figure personal trainer. That's seven-figure personal trainer with the number seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep on learning and keep on living. Finally, if you picked up any tips whatsoever in this episode that you found helpful, be sure to leave us a review and tell us what you like best about it. Can't wait to see you on the next episode.